It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Back to the Book. Please take your Bibles, turn to Genesis in chapter 6. We're going to read our text once more, Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, and then continue where we've left off um, yesterday. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and took them, of, or took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now again, just in quick review for those of you listening by way uh, of the radio, what we've said so far this week, Noah's day compares to our day. The Bible is very clear that for when Christ comes for the second time, that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. So as we begin to look at our world in its present state, we find the same exact thing. We're lining up. A very wicked world. But here's my question for the week. Noah stood. The only one the Bible records of in that time. He stood against the, all the wickedness of that day. How did he stand? We've said several things, and some of them are very simple, but yet very necessary to be said. Some of them are very they're given, but so many people just don't deal with it. Won't deal with it anymore. First of all, if you're going to stand for God, obviously, you've got to be saved. And it's going to be by the grace of God that we're only able to stand. Secondly, we talked about being sanctified. And I looked more at that as being walking with God, spending time with God. And as you spend time with God, God begins to work in you. Thirdly, we said that we need to be separated. And we began to look at the, the mentality that was in Noah's day and how Noah's mentality it was totally separated from that. In fact, Noah condemned the world, as Hebrews said. And we showed how that Noah was not influenced by the wickedness of his day. He kept himself pure from that. And that we need to do the same exact thing if we're going to stand for God. But I want to move on from that. If we're going to stand for God, then it will involve speaking out. We could go to 1 Peter, where it calls Noah a, a preacher of righteousness. I don't know how much time I really need to spend on this particular point. 
But we've got to preach truth. You see, it's not good enough just to live it in front of them. There has to be two things in our life if we're going to stand, if we're going to make a difference in the eyes of the world. Number one, you've got to live it. Number two, you've got to talk it. There are those that fall on both sides of the ditch. There's a lot that like to talk it, but they won't live it. And there's some that say, oh, it's, it's just lifestyle, and you live it before them, they'll figure it out. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, but sometimes people aren't that smart. For just <laughs> You can try to hint at something to me all day long. I might not get it. You're going to have to say it to me. You know, you can't buy your attitude and stuff. I mean, unless it's really obvious, I just, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pick up on it. Well, that's the same way the world is. If you truly want to make a difference, it's going to be, you not only have to live it before them, but you're going to have to tell them. And Noah did that. See, Noah's life was different. They knew that. Noah's building a, an ark on dry land saying that, Rain is coming, and they had never seen rain before in their life. How in the world were they, was he even going to move this boat to water? I mean, all the things you, you know he got had to be mocked. and But his life was different, definitely very, very different from them. And I'm sure it was he became the butt of a whole lot of jokes. But Noah didn't just live before them. What Noah was doing, oh, I, I believe you, me, it would have taken a stir, but people would have been, what's he doing? Just building some odd house? I mean, what's going on? The fact of the matter is, he told him the truth. He preached righteousness to them. Now, if we were to take that to our day, we need to be preaching the gospel, but we need to be preaching righteousness. Preachers, a, a lot of preachers, have ceased to deal with specific sin. Because people get mad. Because it don't bring in maybe the, the money. Because it don't build a ministry like what they want to see built. Who cares about the money? Who cares about seeing a big ministry if we are forsaking what God says? It don't make a hill of beans worth of difference. We've got to have Christians that will stand for God. We've got to have Christians that aren't willing to just live it, that are willing to speak out against the sin of the day. To be preachers of righteousness, preaching it by how we live and by how we talk. Silence, it's been said, silence is not always golden. Sometimes it's yellow. There is a time to speak out. The reason... We've gotten as far as we have with some sins in our nation, such as abortion, such as issues like alcohol, such as issues like taking prayer and the Bible out of schools. The reason those things, I think, got to where they did are simply because Christians did not speak up enough. Have there been ones that have spoke out? Yes. But I think... The greater majority is sadly what's called the silent majority. Their voice hasn't been heard. Sometimes silence is taken as approval. 
We can't keep silent. If you truly realize what is at stake in the sinners' lives, how can we not tell them the truth? Noah told them the truth. Look, judgment is coming because of your sin. Repent. Here's a way of safety, a way of salvation found in the ark. Nobody listened. Nobody repented. Nobody wanted it. But yet he spoke out. Nobody can put the blame on him for not standing against the evil of his day. Where are the Christians today that will speak out against the wickedness of the world? But here's really where I want to key in, where I really was, have been heading to all week. Not only do we need to be saved if we're going to make a stand, not only do we need to be sanctified and, and separated and, and speaking out if we're going to make a stand, but here is what really got me. You know, where, where my questions really began to come from is seeing all the issues that we see in our nation today. How do we stand against these evils in our day? How do we stand against the oppression of the church? How do we stand against the big issues such as abortion, the absolute slaughter of millions upon millions and millions of babies? Absolute straight-up murder. I don't care how what, what you think about it. That's what it is. Killing, taking another human life that has no ability to speak for themselves. How do we stand against those things? Some would say, let's pick up our guns, let's go, let's take back over the government. Remember, I, I said already, the issues in, in our nation, they're not political. They are spiritual. I'm afraid some of us have gotten way too off focus. Here it is. If we're going to stand for God, we've got to keep a single focus. A focus that is set on God. Nothing else will get the job done. There's no other way that we can stand against the evils of our day until we get our eyes set on God. Because when we get our eyes set on God, we're going to be watching and listening for His direction. We'll be obedient to His command and God begins to work through us and making a difference. Noah's focus was a single focus. It wasn't on the world. It wasn't directly on the people. Noah's focus was on God. Noah walked with God. If we're going to stand for God today, then our focus has to be set on God and His work. The Bible talks it says, set your affection on things above, not on the earth beneath. The Bible says, if thine eye be single, or in other words, focused on one thing, then is the whole body full of light. But if you're trying to look in two different ways, it ain't going to work. If we want to make the mark for God, if we want to be used by God, if we want to stand for God in our day to day, then we've got to be focused on Him. I said earlier this week, we've got a duty to three, three building blocks of society, the home, the church, and the government. But never forget that our primary duty is towards God. And if we keep that right and follow His Word we will keep the rest of our duties right before God. I, I believe that to church and to the government. 
where society begins to depart from God's Word and begins to legislate against God's Word, guess what? It don't matter what they say. We're going to stand with God. When they say you can't go into church or you only can have so many people in, in, in your church or, or this or that for whatever reason, I don't care what they say. I've got a command from God. I've got a higher command. I will submit every way that I can until they begin to violate God's Word. But when they begin to violate God's Word and try to force me to change from what God's Word says, I've got to stand. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were pressed to worship the graven image, they said to the king, We are not careful to answer thee concerning this matter. They weren't going to bow down. They said, do whatever you're going to do with us, judge us, punish us, whatever. But we're not going to bow down to that image. We're serving God. We're going with God. If so be that God delivers us, then praise God. If He doesn't, praise God. He's still God. We're not changing. We are going to stand. Peter said when the Sanhedrin, I believe it was, pulled him before them, he said, we ought to obey God rather than man. We want to stand for God, then we're going to have to get a single focus on God. Nothing else matters except God alone. And let us get focused on God and His work and preaching the gospel to the lost and dying world, preaching righteousness, living righteousness before them. And maybe, just maybe, it will be that God will have mercy on our country and we can see deliverance and we can see revival but I'm telling you without it we'll never see it the only hope we have is found in God alone and until we get our hearts right with him we will never ever ever go on with God you want to make a difference do you want to stand for God that's how you're going to do it you're saved, if you're spending time with God, being sanctified and, and separated and speaking out, but you've got that single focus on God, I don't just believe, I know God can and God will use you to make a difference wherever you are at. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.